This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Hey. Welcome back to Drive the Lane and the Field of 68 presented by Bet Rivers. A lot to talk about today with just Joey and I. Here's the deal. We'll season recap, review grades. We're going to answer some questions. Of course, we're going to talk about the Villanova game. And we're going to give our thoughts just overall on the Ohio State season. First, recency, the Villanova game. Joey, it was as close as two. I just saw Ohio State's tweet again that said 60-58. Got excited, realized the game was already over. You were in the building. Take it away. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, we lost. I mean, I'm sad the season's over. Um, weird year. Weird year. Um, but in terms of the game, quick recap – Villanova's five. They're freaking good. They're a good team. They, they're a good team with good players, well coached. It's tough. It's tough. Um, uh, Colin Gillespie, Gillespie is unbelievable. Further proving that guards just take it so far in March. Um, but man, uh, the team could have Ohio State. They could have just rolled over and died and quit. Um, you know, I think about with like. 15 minutes left in the game. It was like, we're down 15. You know, it's like, what, 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 what are we doing? Like, it's impossible to come back against Villanova. They don't turn the ball over. They don't miss free throws. They don't, they play slow. Like it's impossible to come back, but sure enough, spearheaded by Kyle Young had a couple of buckets, offensive rebounds, keeping balls alive, making plays on defense. We cut it to two um, towards the end of that run is when Kyle got hurt and, you know, knocked out for the rest of the game and would turn out to be the rest of his career. Um, but yeah, it's a valiant effort. I mean, holy moly, we could have just rolled over and died. We didn't. Um, Villanova, credit to them. They probably beat us eight out of 10 times if we played that team. But like the beauty of March is it only takes one. Um, I do think that l- losing Kyle for that finishing stretch of, you know, call it five minutes, four minutes, whatever it was, was uh, that was the dagger. That was death sentence. I mean, like, he, uh, we would have absolutely covered the spread if not won the game, if Kyle was in there, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, that's just further, just further me saying like, it would have been much closer, uh, 10 points. I don't think, you know, people say, ten, you know, sometimes the score doesn't indicate the result sort of deal. Right. Um, I think 10 points is fair, honestly, cause they were up 10 all game, but like we were in a position to compete, to win that game in the final stretch. You know, we had that, the last thing I'll say about the game is, you know, the, besides Kyle getting hurt, the moment the stretch that sticks out, and it's what everybody says sticks out, is the under four timeout happens. EJ gets fouled. We go to they go to they go to break. They go to timeout, and he's shooting one and one down five. Uh, you you almost are like, all right, well we're at least down four, if not down three, after EJ makes both or at least one, and he he missed the front end. So that was the first possession of the under four timeout. Then we come down and turn the ball over. Then we come down and in and out three, which I don't know how the ball didn't go in from Malachi. Then we come down and Zed has a moving screen. All on the flip side, Villanova didn't score on any of those possessions either. That was the chance to really – I mean, like, think about if Malachi hits that three and we score on another possession, we're at least tied, if not winning, because EJ should have made the free throws. So, um, 
It's well, crazy. Kyle, that was, Kyle was out for that stretch, which is the only reason why I don't just chalk it up to Kyle Young's out. That's why they didn't win the game. You know, like they did have an opportunity, exactly what you're saying, where they got like multiple, multiple stops in the row. Yes, the offense runs a little more smoothly when Kyle's in there making better passes, setting better screens. But like they did have their chances down the stretch. But they were gassed. I mean, Malachi had like 13 straight points at one point. Like he obviously that three rattled and could have gone down, could have gone in, but like they were gassed. EJ didn't really sit. Um, you know, Malachi didn't really sit, but I mean, we'll, we'll talk about those three guys a ton more, but like, I, I, I don't think that game changes my outlook on the season at all, which we're about to talk about because that's not a game you're supposed to win necessarily. Obviously in March, everything's out the window. You look at like St. Peter's who's not supposed to beat Kentucky. Obviously March changes everything, but like, you're not supposed to win. You're not supposed – we said after the Purdue game, like this is a team that's built to win in March, and that was very similar to how this game shook out where they got down, but they just put their head down and came back. Um, I, I enjoyed watching the game. I thought it was a fun, exciting game. Terrible result, but fun and exciting, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was – the atmosphere is great. Tons of Villanova fans, good amount of Ohio State fans as well. I mean, pretty short drive from Columbus to Pittsburgh. Um I, you know, those games are fun, but like there was never, there was maybe a three minute stretch where you were, at least me felt like, wow, we really have a chance. Those games are kind of frustrating um, where it's just like, you know, a foregone conclusion all game that it's going to end in a bad way for your team. Like no one likes those games. Villanova was, was, was the better team. They were, I mean, that team is just talk about built to win in March. Villanova just owns March and, and we can talk more about the Villanova recent success because there's a ton of points I want to make about that um, relating to Ohio State fans needing to have patience in Ohio State basketball and this coaching staff. Um, but, yeah, it was, a fun, it was a fun game. It was like my first tournament game as a fan since I was in, like, elementary school. So it was cool to do that. Um, I mean, man, basketball is awesome. There, what's funny is that was a good game and had a fun comeback. Like there were some good individual performances, but it wasn't even close to the best game of, of the day. I mean, that was just an incredible day of basketball. Um, poor big 10, man, they are getting throttled. I think it's safe to say that the big 10 may have been the deepest conference all year with multiple teams that could win games, could make a run in the tournament, but like they ain't the best conference in the country. Yeah. That's for sure. I will say though the two the two final teams remaining, obviously they ended their their regular seasons in different positions, but like those were kind of the two teams that people were talking about. Them, uh, uh, yeah. Illinois, Purdue, and Michigan were the teams people were talking about. So, you know, Michigan didn't look like this is where they'd be, but what is it? Their fifth straight Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, which is insane. Good for them, man. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. So we, we got a ton of questions that's going to cover EJ, Kyle, Malachi, next season, et cetera. But real quick about this season, you know, I was kind of thinking about this earlier, like what would I grade the season? And I was kind of thinking that last year was like an A minus. And if you make a tournament run. If last year when we lost in the first round to a 15 C was an A minus. Well, the full season was an A minus when they were ranked in the top five. 
Well, that that would that would go against your Holtman's been successful if the I'm, tournament changes the mindset of tournament matters. I that's just I just so what's an A minus then if being the number three ranked team in the country and an A minus would have been like at least we win a regular season or a, to be an A you got to have some sort of championship I would think. Unless, unless you were picked to finish last and made the Sweet 16 or something, you know what I mean? Like, all right. So let's say, let's say last year's a B plus. It's a yeah. It's I mean, it's as good of a year as you can have without any sort of. There was no accolades or anything. You know what I mean? No Sweet right. 16, no no championship right. regular season or tournament. I mean, yeah. So I'm good well, with. And I, I mean, I was going to say that this year was a was a B minus, and then the tournament win over Loyola kind of gets you closer to a B season. Yeah, like, I would probably say a, a B, all things considered. Um, and I think know. last year, like, even though they lost one round later, last year was still a much better overall year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so it's, – it's, it's a good point you make about, you know, what qualifies and everything. But, like, I would say that last year was probably a more successful season just because the bigger chunk of the season – you know, the conference tournament run, the success we had in the regular season definitely outweighs the, to, to at least to people who understand basketball and are rational, probably outweighs the, the crazy tournament loss. But like when you look at this year, the expectations were different. There was a ton of injuries. We overcame a lot, but we also uh, fell short to a lot of things, like making it just like, and then you win a tournament game, but you lose the big 10 turn like it, it's never going to be a c like it's never going to be a c so like to me a b is like a perfectly average season you know it's like hey we did what we we're supposed to do we won a tournament game all that's great undermanned but also underperforming at the same time in stretches like just screams b to me yeah but i i agree with you i think it was a, a b season yeah i mean but like at the end of the day like and i talked about it earlier today on 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 the on the on channel 10 but like the it's just a big what if season you know what i mean like it's big what could have been what should have been um like yes seth towns that stinks right like yes jamari wheeler like we thought he was gonna be a little bit better you know cedric russell was supposed to replace dwayne washington but cedric's not dwayne washington no one is you know but like the biggest what if is just assuming not not just having him in the lineup like not having another body not just having like an all big 10 caliber performer in the the lineup he practiced all fall and all summer with the guys and holman had the offense like predicated around him like it was going to be like he was getting the keys to the car not Malachi, not EJ. Like, he was going to run through justice. And don't get me wrong, we're not dumb. Like, EJ LaBelle was still going to be an all-conference player, player of the year candidate. But justice was going to make him so much better. They'll taking the load off of him in so many different ways. We probably don't get the same Malachi that we get if justice doesn't play. But, like, such a big what-if season. You know, it even goes forward to that stretch run at the end of the year when we were losing to teams we shouldn't be losing to. No Kyle Young, no Zed Key. You know, like – what if we were healthy all year? And it's not even what if we were healthy all year with justice. It's what if we just had Kyle and Zed all year, you know, with Kyle and Zed, we're probably one game out of winning the big 10 double by like without them. We ended up having a very mediocre conference record and, 
looked like a mediocre team, but it's pretty clear like that Loyola game, which we don't even, we have really didn't talk about, but awesome win that Loyola game. And even the majority of the Villanova game, like those are, that's a good, good, good team. Not a seven seed, probably not a seven seed, you know? So it's really interesting to me this season, we can give it whatever grade we want. Um, and I'm not making excuses. I feel like these are facts, you know, like these guys aren't there. Those are, those are facts. Like it's a big, what if season and, and there's no doubt about it. We overperform sometimes think about the win at Illinois. Think about the win at, against Duke, even the tournament game, people, no one picked us. We overperformed in playing games, but we underperformed plenty of times as well with good lineups and bad lineups. It's just, just a weird, weird season, weird season. Yeah. The only thing about, justice and you touched on it with kyle and zed is like you would have expected that at the beginning of the season would have been where the majority of the struggles is because all of a sudden you don't have justice you know so it's just an interesting dynamic like when they really struggled in the second half end of the year definitely falls a ton on on the Kyle and, and Zed injuries and Michi not really being able and the and the uh, freaking condensed schedule because of COVID. Yeah. Like like COVID COVID's really to blame for Ohio State getting a seven seed. Like imagine if this team doesn't get COVID. We were rolling. We were top 15 in the country. Yeah. Like all all healthy besides justice. Like like big what if season. Yeah. All right, should we move on to some uh some questions? Yeah, let's uh, the, let's talk some questions. I got to and then I'll have some if if questions don't get answered, I think we both have some final thoughts before we we go, but we're hoping that these we we know that these questions are going to lead us into talking about everything else that you guys are going to want to hear about uh us reflecting on this Ohio State season. All right, the first one is and, and we post on Twitter and we've both been saying, I mean, shout out to EJ Liddell and Kyle Young cuz they Everyone's like, oh, how can they be legends? Like, Kyle, obviously we're not saying Kyle Young is is the best Ohio State player ever and he's going to go make billions in the NBA. Glue is that guy. what a legend is? Glue Just like guy everyone, legend. everyone loves Alex Caruso. Everyone loves, like, like, come on. Like, don't be dumb, everybody. Aaron Kraft, like, what? Love Aaron Kraft. He didn't play in the NBA. He doesn't lead Ohio State in points scored. Like, David Lighty. Like, those guys are, like, Holy moly. Those are some of the greatest Buckeyes ever. Like, don't be dumb, people. Don't be dumb. It's funny. People are so hesitant to call Kyle Young a legend. And people are like, oh, EJ's a legend, blah, blah, blah. But, like, think about how much better. And there's no no offense. We love Kraft. Kraft is Ohio State legend. Like, think about EJ just as, like, a basketball player. (laughs) How much, you know, better of a basketball player he is than Aaron Kraft. It's like, well... That guy's not a legend. So it's it's also up to us who we think are legends. Yeah, and it can't, like I don't I can't believe I have to argue EJ Liddell is Ohio State legend. The dude was I don't I don't know if he made the all freshman team his freshman year. Two time first team All Big Ten. Yeah, tell me how many guys were first team two time first team All Big Ten that aren't legends. Someone please let me know. Yeah. First team people, first team. God, how and dumb would he? The, the, so the question is, favorite EJ moment, favorite Kyle moment? I have an answer for both in my mind. Um, I'll, say my, I'll say my EJ one first. You'll give your first Kyle one. You know, you get the gist of it. Okay. 
My favorite EJ moment was when he started off the Northwestern game making four or five threes, whatever that was, because that was just so cool. And like he was pumped up. It was a huge lead. I think they ended up letting that game get close, which was very imagine that very symbolic of of this season. But that was just that was just so cool because he like he was it was kind of like a hey NBA scouts who said I need to go back and show that I could shoot. Here's 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 a take five in a row. Yeah, that that's my favorite EJ moment. Um, I have so many favorite Kyle Young moments. Obviously, spent a lot of time with him. I think about, um, you know, just reflecting on his career. I, I think about when he came to Ohio State, and I took him and Dockage, who were on campus for the first time. I took them to Bibby Bob, and basically got to know them for the first time ever. Sitting there eating Bibby Bob in the middle of Ohio State's campus. No one, no one could give a give a shit at all about about these. We sucked. Ohio State basketball sucked. No one really cared about me at all at this point in my career, which I'm not sitting here like tuning my own horn. But like, eventually, I got to the point where I went to Chipotle and people were like, "Hey, Joey, good game last night," you know. But no one cared about me, Dockage, and Kyle sitting there on campus. Meanwhile, you fast forward four years from now, if you saw Kyle Young, Andrew Dockage, and me eating on campus, like it would be hilarious, right? You know, so. I think about that moment as like a, just a funny moment, but my favorite uh, Kyle Young moment is from my junior year, his freshman year. Um, he didn't play a ton, but he gave us great minutes when he did play. He was a really good compliment to, to, to Kata and JT when, when Caleb was in foul trouble and stuff. Like he didn't play a ton, but in Madison Square Garden against Minnesota, we were blowing them out. And we got a two-on-one fast break. We gave it to Kyle, and he dunked on this guy on Minnesota so bad. The three-photo stretch of him, like, rising up and, like, literally putting his nuts on this dude's face in the, in the, most, in the mecca of basketball at Madison Square Garden in a huge win. We went 8-0 in conference after that win. Like, just an awesome, awesome, awesome moment for KY. You know, the KY moment that everyone loves is the Michigan game when he got his jersey ripped. That's the all-time Kyle Young moment, but I wasn't his teammate then. So I'm going to go to when I was his teammate. Um, I think about the Purdue game when he had like 21 points in the first half. Oh, that game. Um, He got a concussion, but like that game was unbelievable. Um, There's just – What about this year when he had the steal against Purdue? Yes, that was unbelievable as well. I think about – there's just so – there's so many. Oh man, what else was I? There was another one that I was thinking about uh, about Kyle. Um, oh, against UCLA uh, in at, at the United Center, he uh, that was when he like finally we were like, oh, Kyle makes free throws now. That this is good. Um, he had a couple dunks, a uh, loose ball that he dove for in, uh, on half court, and Bill Rafferty fell in love with him in that game. You call back, he's like, I love this guy's ticker. Unbelievable, you know, like to so. Uh, there's so many moments. There's just Kyle. I could go on for Kyle for days. Um, you got a, you got a Kyle one that I didn't mention. Not not one that you didn't mention, but it, every time he came on the show, it was fun because he was like, it was like really hard to get him to like not like laugh, but like we like kind of messed with him in a sense every time we'd have him on. Like we'd talk about serious stuff, but then we would like, and he would always end up cracking. And you always joke about how. He would be like, "Hey, man, like, what are we talking about on the episode?" Like, like it's just funny that like one of your friends couldn't really turn off the like 
like coach speak, you know, yeah. or like media speak, but we always got them too. So there's just, those, those were fun. And then when we would have one more about EJ is like, we had EJ on, we had EJ on last year and we didn't know what he was going to be like this year. So like, it was funny that we had him last year and we had him this year and it was the same guy on both of them. Yeah. The EJ interview with Justin in person after the Duke game was one of my, that was one of my favorite interviews we've yeah. done. 100%. We cursed, we cursed Justin. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It happens. But um, I, we sh- I'll give a Justin moment too, but my favorite EJ moment, um, you know, there's a couple. I remember my senior year, my, my senior, my first year out his freshman year, his kind of coming out party was at home against Illinois when he like, was like, I own Illinois. Um, he had that huge block when we were like up five with a few minutes left, the crowd went nuts. That was senior night. Like that huge block he had is always replayed all the time. Young EJ, like that was his coming out party. So I love that moment. I think about when I hosted him on campus, which is just insane when I hosted him and drove him home after a night out, um, and we're in the car and he's asking me great questions about Ohio state. And I'm talking about Ohio state. And we just had a moment where I was like, look, man, I'm not going to play with you next year. There's almost nothing in this for me. Like you're not going to your success. Yeah. I'll be happy that Ohio state does well, but like, I'm not going to be your teammate. So let me just be honest with you. You know, I love this coaching staff. I love this university. You'll be an instant legend here and you just won't regret your decision based on what you've told me you are looking for. And having that moment with a kid who clearly understood like, Hey, like, this is what I want. This is why I'm, I want to go somewhere for the right reasons. And like knowing from the jump, how special he was going to be. And when he committed, like that moment was, was really awesome as well. And he's just been just an incredible guy, incredible representative for the university. His family is awesome. Him and my mom, his mom and my mom get along, get along pretty well, which is hilarious being two Illinois moms. Um, But but yeah, man, EJ, like we, he's going to be an incredible NBA player. He's going to make some team and some GM look really, really smart and be really, really happy. Um, I guess I do want to give a shout out to Justin as well. Cause he was, he was, you know, recognized on senior night. Like I love the guy. He's not going to play in a Buckeye uniform again, but he'll play again. He'll transfer. I think that's what it seems like. And I really don't know any inside information on that. Just the fact that he was recognized at senior night, just kind of, just lets everybody know, you know, um, when he had a billion threes against Iowa's freshman year, unbelievable. Love that kid. Great teammate, great person, great family. One of the best leaders and teammates I've been around at Ohio state. I think about his freshman year, all of the freshmen were playing and contributing at a really high level. You know, you think about Dwayne Luther starting at times, both of them, Jadon Ladee played a ton because Caleb was always in foul trouble and Mike had transferred. So like, those guys are playing a ton. Justin barely played at all, barely played, but he was the first guy off the bench. Great teammate, always high energy, great practice guy, like did whatever needed to be done. And, and, you know, he had a tough senior year and I feel really bad for him, but like, not, not like a guy that should be forgotten in terms of Buckeyes, man. Like he, an Ohio kid gave it his all. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does next. So I, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't give a shout out to Justin as well. Absolutely. I, I agree. And he was great on the show. So moving on, people obviously have a ton of questions about next year. Yeah. Um, the first one, I'm just going to ask you this. This is kind of a combination of a bunch of questions. Okay. Um, EJ kind of left the door open, but Holtman has been shutting that down. Like 
It's weird that EJ left the door. It was it was pretty respectful of him. Like it was Ohio State's moment, right? He he's reflecting on his Ohio State career. He it's not about him. This is that's not his moment to say I'm going pro. Like every you know every kid wants that press conference. They want the the Instagram post. You know what I mean? Like he he was right to do it that way. I think like I would agree with you 100 percent if Holtman before the season wasn't like this is EJ's. I know last year. Like I just thought it was kind of weird. The whole EJ. thing has been weird from that being said to – He was recognized on senior night. Like, he's not right. coming back, you know? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Malachi, I, I've never been more sure, in my opinion, that someone's going to leave than I am at this moment. Like, obviously, I say, like, I was pretty sure when I said it, whatever, three or two months ago. Yeah. But, like, I'm, like, pretty sure right now because he had – as you said, one big game on the on his biggest stage, like literally round of 32, comeback against Villanova. He played his best that he's played. And, I mean, other freshmen like – or freshmen like Bryce McGowan's declaring, like he's going to see that kind of stuff. Obviously, we don't know exactly how he operates, how his brain operates, but like the mock drafts just have him going so, so high. And I personally think if he yeah. comes back – he maybe moves from like his, I think the highest he could go right now is like 14. That's the highest I've seen. If he comes back, what's the highest he goes? Nine. Like, I don't see him coming back and being the top three pick. I don't think the gap is as big as it was when we started talking about this. Yeah. I mean, like Jay Nivey is the perfect example, right? Jay Nivey was a first round pick and moved into a lottery pick. And yeah. the fact that Malachi has a borderline lottery pick now, it makes it a little bit different scenario. Um, I, I sit here as like, you know, my mindset for Malachi is like, look, we know he's a great kid with a great head on his shoulders, comes from a great family. And like, you know, that that coaching staff is going to want to, is going to steer him in the right direction, whatever's best for him, whatever decision he makes, I'm going to trust that it is the right decision in his best interest based on all the feedback he's gotten from coaches, from NBA scouts, from teams, et cetera. Uh, I'll be all for whatever decision he makes. Um, if I'm him, like, I don't know how you turned out a first round pick. Yeah. But to play devil's advocate, you know, coming back to Ohio state where we got, it's going to be a young team. It's going to be his team. You get justice suing back to be like your running mate. Um, the, the recruiting class is unbelievably great. Um, you've got an opportunity to cement yourself, not only as uh, a Buckeye legend, but like a big time legend and a college basketball legend, you come back, you are instantly in the running for college for, for big time player of the year, if not college basketball player of the year, if you want to cement your college legacy and, and be one of the best Buckeyes uh, in recent memory, then, you know, he's a Columbus kid. I think that that factors in probably, um, you know, if you want to be the guy that got coach Holtman and Ohio state over this recent hump of and getting them to a sweet 16 and winning them a regular season or a big 10 tournament title. I think that stuff factors in and matters to anybody, any athlete, any competitor. Um, granted, I don't know if any of that is, is going to matter enough, but at the end of the day, that's kind of the devil's advocate argument is like, Hey, like you got a chance to do what EJ Liddell did. EJ came back for, uh, you know, first team again, third team, all American in the running for player of the year. Like, one of the best 15 players in college. Like it just depends on if that matters to you, which can't argue with you if it doesn't. Enough. Yeah. We also don't know what his opinions are like on school and like college life. You know, like we have no idea about that. There's people who like, a lot of he just wants to party. 
Right. We don't know. I'm saying we don't know if he feels like that. You know, he might be like, he might be like, dude, I hate, I hate going to school. I hate going to class. Like we don't, we don't know about that. And I also, I also think like Ohio state's like alumni are so cool. And he was part of the alumni day last summer. Like you see D'Angelo Russell coming in, you see Mike Conley, like Greg Oden's probably talking to him about the NBA. Like, who, who knows the kind of conversation? Like, he may have made his decision. He could have made his decision a month ago, you know? Yeah. So, but I think it'll be interesting to see. Either way, we're adding uh, hopefully two more NBA players to our list of people we've interviewed. Yeah, yeah. I think the last argument is, like, who knows? Like, NIL, like, he could make a lot of money as well. Like, maybe he's like, you know what? But I think that's the dumbest argument ever. But he's not gonna make he's not gonna make nine million on the NIL. I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, what? I mean, get enough to hold you over, Andrew. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, again, we'll see. We don't know. All it takes is one scout to say if you're there, fifteen, we want you. And I've said maybe that. maybe he'll announce on our show. That would be really cool, but unlikely. Okay. Um, what if, I. There's better chance he announces he comes back on our show than leaves. Because if he leaves, he's gonna wanna. Well, I guess they used us for the announcement when he won freshman of the year. So you never know. That is so unbelievably funny still. But yeah, yeah. who knows? All right, next next question. Um, Seth Towns and Justice. Do they come back for one more year? And if so, what are realistic expectations for each of them coming off of their injuries? Joey, I will let you tackle justice from like a basketball player standpoint you've had injuries you've been around guys who've had injuries i'll say this about seth towns from like a a fan perspective like if you're expecting anything other than like being excited if he can be on the court next year then like you gotta you gotta change your your expectations like as a fan i'm like i hope like either he goes somewhere where he can play a lot and he's okay to do that or i hope he stays around and he gets some minutes and he can contribute. Like if your expectation is next year, Seth Towns is going to be in the starting lineup and you're getting Ivy league player of the year, Seth Towns, like, yes, you're going to be disappointed. That's a best, 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 crazy, best case scenario. I'm here to say that you should be hoping that this kid who's had terrible, terrible injury problems will get to step on the court next year. Yeah. And in turn, and I can't disagree. I, I mean, I'd say, you know, with Seth, I'm, they're both coming back. Yeah, uh, you know, for Seth, Columbus kid, like he wants a chance to really give it a full go at being an Ohio State Buckeye. And to your point, Andrew, if he can give us 20 minutes a game as a guy off the bench who can shoot it, um, and 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 be a veteran presence for a really young team, I think that that's going to go a long way. Um, Has there ever been a more guaranteed captain? Yeah, Kyle Young this year. Fair. <laughs> um but yeah so justice uh it's interesting man like I-, I think that that was a nagging injury that if he played through it this year it would have suffered like for the rest of his career type stuff you know so i think he's going to come back 100 percent healthy um i think he's going to be a huge huge piece of the puzzle of making this team successful um i think that you're looking at a, the go-to guy on the team coming into the year um and a guy that is going to be the leader, the face, the the vocal guy. Um, they're going to run a lot of stuff through him. He's going to be involved in every single thing that goes on on that team. I think he's ready for that. I think he's excited for it. 
Um, if he's got Malachi with him, it's going to make him that much better. But yeah, man, I, Justice is going to. I'm I, Justice is going to be full go. You got to You expect a lot from him. He's got to be an All Big Ten caliber player. Seth, whatever he gives you is gravy. I think that he is going to contribute as long as he's healthy. I think there is a spot for him on any team in the country as a stretch four who can shoot it. You know, so I think expectations wise, whatever you get from Seth is going to be awesome. I think you expect him to be like off the bench, 15, 20 minutes a game guy, maybe, maybe more if you're lucky. And then with justice, um, (laughs) and then with justice, you are sitting there with expectations of, okay, this guy is going to be uh, an all of all big 10 caliber player. Who's going to lead the team. Who's going to be the main focus on offense and hopefully is a guy that's going to get a ton of help from young guys and transfer portal guys, because that's what the, the makeup's going to be. Yeah. I mean, there's questions. What's the team going to look like next year? Which freshman is going to contribute the most? Like so much is going to happen between right now and um, when next season tips off. Like if Malachi comes back, you might not see every single freshman come, you know, like stuff, Stuff changes. There might be guys who, and obviously, you know, all the recruits probably assumed that Malachi was going to be on the team when they were freshmen anyway, but like, you never know what has happened in the last few months. So to like, there's a question, predict the starting lineup from next year for next year. Like that's going to literally be impossible until a week before the season. Yeah. I, I mean, like the makeup of the team is going to be those five freshmen that are coming in. that are all great. And I expect four out of five of them to contribute at a high level. Um, you know, there's going to be a ton of transfer porter guys. We're losing like seven guys probably. At Wait, least. I, got a, I got a question for you that has to do with this. Okay. So people are asking like, what's Eugene Brown going to average next year? What he's, like he's not a guy that in the big 10, I think you're ever going to get 10 points per game. If, if Eugene Brown was on a Vermont or a Loyola Chicago, is he, averaging closer to 10 points per game or is he the same type of player no matter where he is i mean if he makes jump shots i mean like he doesn't all he does is shoot open threes and and get a couple layups maybe a game you know what i mean like he when he gets his career high it's because he had like four offensive rebounds with putbacks and made a couple threes make free throws you know he's not a scorer that's not his it's not his game i think that like he's a guy that like you know and don't and don't take this the wrong way but he's a guy like if he was in the NBA, he would average the same thing as he does in college because he's in the NBA for different reasons than scoring the ball. You know, yeah. like so. I mean, like Eugene Brown, he's got to take a big step. Like he has to. Like he has to. Does that mean scoring twelve points? No, but he's got to be more of a threat on offense. Like Villanova left him wide open all game yesterday, and if you're a three and D guy who can't shoot threes, then that. That's, that's tough to get you on the court. Um, so uh, he's got to take a big step. I don't know what he's going to average, but him and Michi, man, if, if, and, and I don't, who knows if guys are going to transfer Michi, Justin Ahrens, um, you know, Eugene Brown. I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them transferred. I don't think. I mean, Michi, they got so many guards coming in. Like, obviously the expectation. Yeah, if you're Michi, you're not running away from it. You're, you're supposed to be next in, in line sort of deal. But like. Yeah. I, I, but, but who knows? You're two years, three years ago, you're not running away from it. But if there's a team that's like, we will hand you the keys and you have no comment, like 
there's attractive right. offer if there's an attractive offer out there right no no absolutely but yeah i mean like you can't you just have, until we know who's transferring and who's coming in like we're literally gonna get i guarantee you beyond fresh with freshmen and transfers there's nine new faces next year yeah like there's gonna be nine new guys like there's no way to even know what's gonna happen but yeah. what we do know is that whoever's there out of the guys that i mentioned like the the sophomores zed eugene michi all of them have to take a big step. Like Zed was supposed to take a big step this year. And at times he did. And at times he did not like he was borderline unplayable in games, some games, which we love the guy, but he just was, especially with Kyle playing as well as he was. So um, all three of those guys got to take a big step. If we want to be, want to have a really successful season. All right. No more questions. Cause they're all kind of similar. We nailed all of them. Um, I'll, I'll check Instagram and see if there's any more on there, but for you, for me closing statement on the season we've talked about a lot on this episode so i know uh musa jalo asked a question so he said have have we settled the door wheel debate it's wheels what do you think it's definitely wheels but let's hear what your closing statements are for this season yeah, like what I'll leave Buckeye Nation with and for for drive the lane and and you know we've mentioned it we're not we're not done this is not the last episode like we will go through the college basketball season we'll talk about Purdue we'll talk about Michigan like we'll talk about the rest of the games as they pan out maybe get a fun guest in there we'll um, shout out the bracket winner yeah we'll shout out the bracket winner don't worry um, but my message to Buckeye Nation is pretty simple and I really hope you take it to heart and don't look at this like an excuse because it's not. You got to be patient, everybody. Got to be patient. Rome wasn't built in one day. I know Ohio State fans have expectations that are, I mean, insane at some points, which is fine. That's what makes Ohio State the best is because we expect the best. And that, and that expecting the best is, is not something that should be changed. But be patient. A um, couple examples I want to give you. Scott Drew, who won the national championship with Baylor, but he took over Baylor and they were terrible. And it took a long time for them to become relevant. I'm talking 10 years before they were winning games in the NCAA tournament, before they were making sweet 16s and eventually winning the national championship last year in like his 17th year as the coach or something. That's one example. Tony Bennett, the knock on him was always, wow, great regular season coach, but he loses in the first round, second round of the tournament every single year. Well, fast forward a couple more years, and he wins the NCAA championship on the heels of some incredible seasons as well. Um, so that's another great example. And the best example is the team that we just beat and who Coach Holtman models a lot of what Ohio State is or who we just lost to and who and Holt, who he models a lot of his program after is Villanova. Jay Wright took him 10 years before he won a game and went to, and before he went to the Sweet 16. And now he they are one of, if not the – the program in the country in terms of national champions, NBA players, sweet 16, elite eight, final four appearances. Like that team is just the, the March fixture. Like they are, they are March madness and it took them a long time to do it. And they had really good players too. It wasn't like they were just losing with, with, with Andrew Dockages and Joey lanes. Like they were losing with Scotty Reynolds and they were losing with some really, really incredible players and it took, you know, a long time until they made a run in the tournament, until they made the Final Four and won the national championship back in 2015 or 16. Um, so my message, my final message is patience. I understand the frustration. I get it. I'm not 
I, I, I'm not saying you are crazy for being frustrated. I, I love that. You should expect the best. I'm don't be okay with average. That's not what I'm saying, but be patient. It will come. The culture is built at Ohio state. The foundation is there. We are getting great players. We just need to get over the hump one time and we'll be good. I understand the frustration, but be patient. You know, good things come to those who wait. And, uh, you know, we get there every single time. We just got to win the big one and we will, and we will, and just stick with it. Be a champion of this program. Love these players, love these coaches, be a positive influence in their lives. And you just don't know what could happen. So be patient. That's, that's my final message. I think that's a great final message. My final message is buckle up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) My final message is I think that in a few years, People are going to be like, how did Coach Holtman not win with Malachi and EJ, two great NBA players? And just remember that EJ was incredible. The struggles that the team had with injuries this year, when Malachi kind of emerged, because in a few years, people are going to be like, how did this team not win the national championship? That's not how basketball works. You know, you could say, how did Murray State not win the national championship with John Morant? Guess who didn't win the national championship? Duke with R.J. Barrett and Zion as freshmen because people – LeBron grow. never won a national championship in, in college. One True. of the best players ever, one of. So my message is this. Unfortunately, you're not getting four years of EJ. Unfortunately, you're most likely not getting two years of Malachi. Those guys are going to be fun NBA dudes. And following Buckeyes in the NBA is very fun. That's my message. You like that? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. People get so people get so mad about Holtman and all these different things. It's like people are going to be mad. Like when we're, we're like, who knows? Malachi leaves and we suck next year. Wait, you know what? One of the things people were mad is that Holtman's never had a one and done. And now people are saying Malachi's not good enough to leave. They're literally, yeah, saying- I, exactly. And the the final piece to that dumb puzzle that people do is where he's going to leave. We're going and we might stink. And then people are going to go, oh, my God, Holman, blah, 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 blah. Well, sorry that he developed Malachi into a first-round pick, and it screwed up the whole timeline of everything. Sorry he developed Dwayne Washington into uh, a, uh, an NBA player, and he left before his time. Sorry he did that with EJ, too. Like, what do you – like, come on, guys. Choose one lane and yeah. stick with it. My you roommate know? said this yesterday, Malachi, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. I don't hate that. Not a not a perennial all star. Obviously, we would hope Malachi comes that, but like just Sneak a guy that long, gets buckets, gets buckets, buckets. mid range assassin. Yeah, when Malachi like perfects his his left hand. He's gonna be. I mean, he's already unguardable. I literally think every shot that Malachi and EJ take are going in. I think so with Malachi. EJ just it looks so crazy when he shoots it. So it just yeah. Freaks me out a little bit, but everything shot Colin Gillespie shoots, I think is going in. Oh wait, Andrew, I guess at this point we've seen the first two rounds. Who's your national champ now? I still think, I still think one of the three remaining one seeds is going to win. Gonzaga had their scare going out on a limb there. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally all four could have lost, but great games. uh, Arizona had that crazy game. I mean, Matherin is is incredible. I don't know if the listeners stayed up last night on, on uh, Eastern time. That game ended almost at, at 1230, but that was one of the craziest endings 
to a basketball game I've ever seen ever. But my pick is Gonzaga, Arizona, or Kansas. I know that's not very bold. I have mon- I have a future on Duke, so I would prefer if Duke wins. And then also Ohio State beat the national champs. So turn those thumbs up. Turn those thumbs up because then by default, who's the national champs? Ohio State. Which would be two of the last three years because they won yeah. that simulated thing when the tournament was canceled on ESPN and then they would win this year. And Penn State would also be national champions. So congrats to that. No, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. It's only it's only uh, one removed. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because my actual NCHR and like and I'm just gonna get freaky. I think UNC might win, man. They there's something about that team. They're so unbelievably good on offense and they they're they just have they figured it out. There's something to be said about figuring it out in March. They figured it out. So that's who my sneaky pick is. I mean, they like. had like 22 wins this year. Like it was so we- like so weird. Who we were on the bubble? Like it was but so that's weird. what's weird. It's like Michigan's in, Indiana's in the play in, North Carolina's on the bubble, but they have more wins than like half the teams in the the whole thing is weird. I hate the tournament. I'm out on the tournament. I'm, I'm, out. Out. I'm out on March Madness. I'm out. I'm, I'm never out. watching another game again. Oh. Neither. Shout out. Ohio State has officially won a March Madness game during the drive the lane era. Oh, that's huge. Also, let's give a couple shout outs. Shout out to the Ohio State women's hockey team for winning the national championship. That's, I mean, come on. Poor timing to be during the Villanova game, but. Yeah, I was driving home and I was like, oh man, we won the national championship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I go back sad about Ohio State basketball. Shout out to Josh Schaffner, our biggest fan. But he kind of cheats on us because he's a biggest fan of or the biggest fan of Titus and Tate too. Yeah. So um shout out to me for not being happy that the Browns got to Sean Watson. Yeah, good for you. And a boy. Um, any more shout outs? Shout out to Patrick Williams playing his first game for the Bulls tonight. Shout out Ryan Peden, officially done with Ohio State. And shout out to shout out to Romeo, who won a championship with St. Vincent St. Mary's. So associative property. Shout out to Malachi. Okay, I'm not clapping for that one. Um, I mean, um, shout out to Mizzou, got a head coach. Shout out to Mizzou, Ohio guy too, which we get, we'll get him on Ohio and Chicago guy. We're going to get him on. We have to. Yeah. Um, well, you know who his director of recruiting is. Who? Drew Joyce. Not sure if he's going with to Mizzou. We will see. All right. We got to wrap this up. Any more right. shout outs? Um, uh, shout out to Jalen for Villanova winning. He, he, how about this? I'm at the game. He texts me when they're up like six to two and we, and look like they're world beaters or like, it was like seven to three. I think he texts me and goes, Hey man, you want to do a gentleman's bet on this game? And I was like, what is a gentleman's bet to you, Jalen? He's like hundred bucks. And I was like, no. <laughs> so shout out to him for winning. He even texted me an hour and a, or like two and a half hours after the game had ended, he texted me and said, aren't you proud of me for not texting you after the game? Like what? Yeah. Okay. So shout out to him for not texting me after the game, but then FaceTiming me 
to gloat in my face before hanging up on me and saying, I got to call your mom. Hold on. And <laughs> called my mom to gloat in her face and my dad. So last shout out to, to him. He like, he needs more wins and successes in his life. Um, I just want to let you know that the next football slash basketball game is Notre Dame. So if you want to do a beat someone at the end, you can say beat Notre Dame. No, that's okay. It's, is it football? Is it football season? No, I'm not ready for it. it's it's baseball season. Shout out to the shout out to all the seam heads out there. I actually think Ohio State women's is playing right now. Yeah, should we give a quick let's give a quick uh quick score update? Um let me find it. Ooh, they're up 34-26 at half. Shout out to Ohio State Women's. Um, I just got followed by the Cayman Islands Classic. Congratulations. Shout out to the Cayman Islands Classic. It's a Division I men's basketball tournament held yearly in the Cayman Islands. Eight teams, 12 games. November right. 21st to the 23rd. We'll see you in the Cayman Islands. See you in the Cayman Islands. What if we became the official podcast of the Cayman Islands tournament? Oh, that would be unbelievable. Just like Titus and Tate are the podcast of the Maui Invitational. We'll just literally follow each thing that they do. We'll do something that's like a step below. But we already same. do that with TBT. I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. All right, buckle up, drive the lane, beat Notre Dame. Go. Hey, everyone, forever and always, it's a great day to be a Buckeye. Be grateful that you are a Buckeye. Go Buckeyes.